0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the channel, and welcome to episode 440 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we are in the midst of prepping for tomorrow's travels. I'll be traveling to the Dallas area, uh, leaving here in the early morning tomorrow so that I can get into the... I guess not too late evening. <laughs> it's about a 12-hour drive, but I get an hour back because of moving from Eastern to Central Time. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But a very, very long drive nonetheless, so preparing for that. The stream tonight probably will only go for an hour because of that, because I do need to actually start the process of getting my, my clothes packed and any of the stuff that I'm going to bring with me uh, figured out as well as it is going to be quite the long journey. So, we'll talk a little bit about the meetup. Also, open forum tonight. Haven't done an open forum in quite a while. So, uh, trying to still keep things movie-related, TV-related, but... ultimately, whatever questions y'all might have related to those things or other things uh, like it, uh, you're open to answering or to asking those questions. I'll do very, my best to answer. Please make sure to put at over the very beginning of a comment or question if you want your comment or question read aloud as it helps me figure things out. And uh, also, we'll just talk a little bit about the box office, because uh, shout-out to John F. Trent over at Bounding into Comics, as uh, uh, he wrote an article uh, using uh, some of the content from uh, my video from this past weekend, breaking down the box office, and it apparently has uh, gotten pretty pretty uh, high as far as the number of hits are concerned, and uh, actually have had a couple of other channels uh, reporting on the contents of that article, so it includes my video. So shout out, good sir, to Bounding Into Comics, and uh, for that for that great coverage. And I very much appreciate that. Uh, it's always interesting to see other people talking about about my, t- my about my content, about my uh, my figures and my my analysis. Uh, and uh, it's just kind of a surreal thing because in my head, I'm still I'm doing this because it's fun and I enjoy. You know, trying to figure things out, especially when it comes to a to a financial standpoint. And so just to have anybody talking about who I am or what I'm talking about is just kind of, again, very, very humbling and very uh, insane. So shout-out to, again, Bounding into Comics. Before we go any further, though, please make sure you smash that like button, not the fire button. Obviously, you smash the rumble button as well. Let's go ahead and say hello to the people in the chat. Starting off over on Rumble, Bad News C7, what's going on? Welcome back. He says, as a man of God, would you play the Diablo games? Uh, I have nothing opposed to the Diablo games per se. I don't know much about them. So I can't give a firm answer on that one way or the other. But, uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom. That's kind of the type of game that I I can find time for and I can really thoroughly enjoy. So I'm not a huge gamer. But, um, yeah, I've, I've heard some interesting things about the Diablo games. I've, I've heard about them for a long time. Uh because I had friends who were big gamers, and they would always talk about the Diablo games. So, uh, Orange Views, who is not only a member on the channel, but also our king mod, So, please make sure to to follow his instructions. And all we ask you to do is just to be kind, to not harass, to not spam, uh, and to, to follow any instructions that he gives. And I do fall 23 minutes behind in the chat, so please, 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 please be patient. I appreciate it. Mr. Roy says, it's weird being in your time zone. Ah, yes, that's right, Mr. Roy, on the travels to uh, Gatlinburg. Uh, hopefully, everything is going well. Again, I hear it's beautiful. I hear it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, welcome to the Eastern Time. It's, it's especially weird for me because we are the westernmost Eastern Time zone area. It, it just doesn't make a lot of sense you look at a map and you say, okay, I can see where the Central Time Zone is, and then you get to the Chattanooga area, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, now you're in Eastern Time. So, I'm about 10 minutes. Like, no lie. Literally 10 minutes of a drive to Central Time. And it is just such a a crazy thing. Um, Going somewhere in Central Time is always a great thing, because I always get that hour back, right? It's like, oh, the time just went back a little bit. I like things being a little bit earlier. The drive back, not so much. So, I, I don't mind the drive to Dallas nearly as much as I mind the drive back from Dallas because of losing that hour. It's just, it's crazy. cuber, what's going on? He is a member, says, Hello, humans and other quiddeth. What's going on, Snortapoopeth? Appreciate you being here. Keely Chow in the chat, what is going on? Thank you for being here. Uh, how are you, baby Thor and Freya, doing? So, uh, Thor and, uh, baby Thor and Freya, they are actually currently down in Florida uh, visiting her uh, her parents, the in-laws, uh, because since I'm going to be out of town, since I was a quick trip to New Orleans this past weekend, and then I'm going to be out of town tomorrow to Saturday, uh, my my wife decided, well, you know, she works remotely from home anyway, she can work remotely from from her parents' house down in Florida, and hey... That way I don't have to worry about just, you know, you know, being at home with with the kid can be a tough thing. Right. So um, so that's what that's what she's doing. But she's doing well. Uh, baby Thor is having his moments. You know, uh, he, he misses me and I miss them terribly, of course. Um, But anyway, Ferris Sci-Fi, what is going on? Welcome back. Abomination hanging out over an Odyssey. What is going on? Good, sir. Lighten up that fire over there. And Ferris Sci-Fi, thank you for being in the OMB report stream this morning. And to anyone who made it to the OMB report stream. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mr. Roy says, Gatlinburg has been great. Glad to hear it. Miss Minnesota Hockey fan, how about a hockey player? What is going on? How is it going, Miss Minnesota Hockey fan? Appreciate you being here. What you been thinking about the Stanley Cup uh, finals so far? I'm, I'm kind of sad that it's been very one uh, way. Uh, you know, the Panthers versus the Golden Knights. I mean, between those two teams, I... I really have no dog in that fight. As I've mentioned, I only really recently, like a couple rounds ago, in the playoffs, was starting to get back into hockey because I turned it on and and just kept watching and was like, oh, that's right, I forgot how much I really enjoy uh, hockey, especially when it's playoff hockey because there's stakes, there's the series. I've just always enjoyed that a bit more. So, I mean, in general, I I feel like both, I'm glad that both of these teams are the ones in the finals uh, because it's been a long time. Um uh, rather, for, for the Panthers, I think it's been a long time since they have won a Stanley Cup. And then for the Golden Knights, I think this is their first. And I think it would be history if they were to win. Again, I could be completely wrong on that for all I know. But um, I, I kind of wish it was a little bit more even. So I'm hoping that now that they're going back to the Panthers' home arena for two games, I'm hoping that they can win those two so that way it can at least be interesting. When, when it's, when it's one, t- one team and one side dominating the entire series... You know, it just, it gets very boring after a while. Uh, Especially when it's like the finals, you know. During the playoffs, you got those, you know, four, you know, four game sweeps and such. But when you're in the finals and you're in the Stanley Cup finals or any finals for that matter, it just, I don't know. You kind of want those things to go to a game seven because it just makes things more interesting and more exciting. Over on Rumble, Kinkai and should I drink coffee, hot chocolate, or booze for this cast? Um, Well, you're never going to hear me recommend booze because... As some of you may know, maybe some of you all are all are new to the channel. Thanks for being here. If you are new, um, I, I'm straight edge, so I don't, I don't do the alcohol. So between those two, then I would go hot chocolate. Though I would say uh, warm chocolate. I don't like hot things. If it's warm, I can I can like that. But hot, sometimes it's just too hot. Icthulu, what's going on? Welcome back. Gary Banjo Sandwich says hello from a very sleepy UK. Well, it's very late where you are, so thank you for for stopping by. For as long as you as you can. Griffin Turbo, what's going on? Welcome back to the channel. Thenotos it Felicitas. It's been so long. It's been so long, Thenotos. I'm so glad to see you back. Just the red shirt, hail to you. Thank you for being here, good sir, being a member on the channel. Uh Warren Smith, what is going on? Hail to you. Says here, uh don't think I've seen a live stream since you had to change a tire meme was around. <laughs> I almost forgot about that meme. Oh, my goodness. That has been a while. Welcome back. Yeah, because it wasn't that in relation to how there was one trip where I was, I think I was taking like my wife's car and I had to change a tire or something like that. I forgot what it was, <laughs> but but I, I vaguely remember that. Man, it's been a while. <laughs> Victor Fontaine, what is going on? And because that reminds me of DS9, it reminds me, by the way, for those who have been wondering, I am finally binge-watching uh, ba- Babylon 5. I'm finally watching Babylon 5. I'm 17 episodes in. So I I've roughly 17 episodes. I'm now on the episode where it's a part one. So again, it's like 17, 18 episodes in and of uh, the first season, and it's a part one. So I've actually seen the 1993 pilot which is kind of like a mini-movie in a certain way. I've seen that, and now I've also seen the first uh, 17 episodes. And so far, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. My my initial thoughts, uh, I'm enjoying it. I think it's fun. Uh, I really like the character. I think the captain is one of my favorites. Uh, the actor playing him is very easy to like. And so I'm definitely enjoying that. I think my favorite character overall is, I think the character's name is, is Lando, And the way that he says Michael Garibaldi's name is, ...just gets me every time. Get a Baldi! Mr. Get a Baldi! Come here! I love that. It's great. <laughs> but it's a fun show. The CGI, oh boy. that That is about as... If you wanted to ever know shows or movies that age themselves... ...because of using effects that were, you know... ...old within just a few minutes of it being, you know... ...airing on television... Yeah, Babylon 5, oh boy, those visual effects. Luckily, they have kind of moving away from that. Like, as the season progresses... Because the other issue I had kind of early on in the first few episodes was there was just, it seemed like there was a lot of, a lot of sex and a lot of just, you know, hypersexual stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is the kind of stuff where I just, it's stupid. But luckily, as the show has gone on, it's gone way away from that and has focused more so on the actual characters, on this tension that exists between all of these different races as they're trying to to live together and trying to work out different treaties and, and everything. It's been great, though. Great. So for those who've been wondering about Babylon 5 so far, enjoying it. Tube you hanging out over on Odyssey. What is going on? Uh Abomination says, except eggnog, Odin likes 120 proof eggnog. No, 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 no. no. I don't touch the stuff. I don't touch the stuff. Not my thing. Not my thing. I'm straight edge, good set. ikthulu Tag to say any question. So a car traveling. Oh boy, here we go. A car traveling at 60 miles an hour leaves Kentucky at 7 a.m., and a train leaves the Texas station at 40 miles an hour at noon. Uh, I was worried that you were going to finish that thought because then it would expose me as not being able to do mental math. As someone who does box office numbers, there is a reason I have a chart. There's a reason why I took. it took me years to develop said chart and some of those formulas, and why I have it so that it can autofill over time. Because math has never been my strong suit, <laughs> which is just even funnier seeing that one of my passions is, is looking at and covering the box office. But <laughs> I'm, let's just say I'm, I'm happy that you did not have me actually answer a question there. Uh, Steven, this is your night, man. This is your night. Uh, He tagged to say, Have you noticed the most woke articles are actually avoiding the whole racism route on why Little Mermaid is flopping due due to the contracting success of Spider-Verse box office? No, I haven't, um, but it is interesting because that's quite a change in tune, right? Because it was only about a week or so ago that those articles about the Little Mermaid and why it was flopping were all focused, seemingly, on two things, race and the quote-unquote review bombing, which many of them said was because of race. But yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing how now because they know that can no longer stand in the same sentence or paragraph where they're also talking about how successful Spider Verse is right now. It is again, it, it's humble pie, right? All of us have to eat humble pie one way or the other. Sometimes there's pineapple on it, but hey, it, it happens. It happens. Kagan <laughs> Ramsey says you're a unique man, Odin. Well, thank you. We're all unique. I take that as a compliment. Shorty short, Laura, the Mother Major General story. What's going on, Laura? Welcome back. Glad to have you here. She's also one of my mods on the channel. Make sure you behave. Your average patriot nerd, what's going on? Welcome back. Thanks for tagging. Thank you, by the way, for super chatting uh, the Force of Light Entertainment channel the other day. I was able to join them last night on their stream, on their full stream. Force of Light Entertainment stream. I do like how they shorten it to full. It's great. So, uh, thank you very much for being there and for supporting that. Uh, speaking of support, oh my gosh. So, uh, Low Watermark, where you been, man? You coming in hot, man. Low Watermark for the $100 Streamlabs donation. who boy. Low Watermark. Thank you so very much. So incredibly generous. $100 donation. No message about racism or anything else. Oh, man. That was your chance. Low Watermark, that was your chance. You, you could have brought it up. You could have talked about it. You, you could have made me talk about it. <laughs> That's a hundy right there. Low watermark. Thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate that. Always very, very generous. And uh, thank you, man. I really do appreciate it a lot. Definitely will come in handy uh, in my upcoming travels to to Texas. You know, gas is, I think, a lot cheaper than it was... Is it cheaper than it was last year? I honestly don't remember. But, hey... <laughs> That's, like, the one fun thing about – because I I actually like driving. So this past weekend, I went into New Orleans. uh, I I drove in Saturday and then came back on Sunday. So literally, like, a a very quick turnaround uh, stay. It's about a six-hour drive or so. And, you know, some people are like, why? Why would you do that? You know, what would motivate you? Well, it's like, well, one, I wanted to, for starters. And then, two – I, I don't mind driving. I actually th- enjoy driving. The only bad thing about driving is that too long of a drive has a very bad impact on my back. Uh, I've, I've I've had back issues since I was in high school, and driving for long periods of time can can kind of, you know, upset that a little bit. But other than that, I, I enjoy it. I get to, because the way I think about it, especially when I'm doing the solo road trips, because... I set my own pace. It's almost like I'm playing a game with myself because it's like, oh, this says I'm going to get here by X time. Let's see what I can do with that. Um, if I'm going and stopping at a station, I can then also control how much time it takes me to to eat. Right, I don't have to worry about anything else. But the big thing is when I'm actually on the road, I actually get to listen to my podcast. I get to listen to my YouTube playlist of, of videos that I've been wanting to watch all week. Uh, this, this past trip actually on the way back... Uh, here from New Orleans, I started listening to book two um, of the the X-Wing series um, of, of the... Oh my goodness, I don't know why I'm blanking out on the official series name. Let me see. Because we do it live. Yeah, the X-Wing uh, series of books. Because uh, I have already read the first one, uh, Rogue Squadron. Now, I have the audiobook version as well, but I wanted to pick up the physical copies because I think I was able to get this set on sale, actually, from uh, from a used place. And I just wanted to have them all because I really, really love this first one, uh, the audiobook version of it. But anyway, so uh, Wedge's Gamble. I was able to listen to the first part of it and really, really enjoying it. Uh, I will say, Disney has been terrible with Star Wars in almost every area, with the one exception being... Their re-releases of their older novels, right of the actual, you know, extended universe novels, they've really done a great job, I think, with a lot of them. And they've been re-releasing all of the X-wing series. And they got Mark Thompson, who's I think the best. I honestly think he is the best of the uh, the Star Wars audio audiobook speakers because he does such a great job at doing impersonations of anytime there is a you know original trilogy character his 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 rendition of Admiral Akbar is just phenomenal it's it's fantastic and he just honestly brings something to the story that just makes it that much more enjoyable so anyway so that's why i like driving though because i actually have the time to sit and to listen to these things um so anyway by the way, I highly recommend the X-Wing series. I can, at the very least, speak to Rogue Squadron because it was phenomenal, and I've read the whole thing. And then, at the very least, the first few hours of Wedge's Gamble have been great so far. All right, let's see. Kane Rumski, over on Rumble, says, How is New Orleans doing as a city? Is it turning into a dump like a lot of other cities, or... No, it is. It is uh, definitely doing that. Um, I would say the only reason why not every part of New Orleans is doing that is because it's always been known as a place for tourists. And so there are specific select areas that definitely get attention. But if you go to the non-touristy areas, it's a dump. So basically it's the, let's make the places where the people visiting go, make let's try to make those look good to a certain degree. But then the places where people are actually living, screw them. Yeah. Um, Let's just say uh, there's several reasons why I'm happy not to be living in in New Orleans anymore. Uh, There's a lot of things going wrong with with the city and with the surrounding areas. And I'm very happy to be where I am, for sure. All right, back into the YouTube chat. Uh, Orange Hour Views has an open forum question. It says, there is an animated film called Teenage Kraken. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, where mermaids, mermaids are evil and the mermaid is very reminiscent of the OG Ariel. I wonder if they did that on purpose to make the OG look bad. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I did notice it. Uh, the trailer for, and that's why I was mentioning why I think Elemental will be a huge flaw for Disney, is because I've seen the trailer for Teenage Kraken much more than I've seen for Elemental. And Teenage Kraken has a completely insane name. Like, the name is a lot longer than Teenage Kraken. It's, it's like you have the name of the person, and then it says the Teenage Kraken or something like that. And it's like, okay, why are these titles? Why are these movie titles always getting so insanely long? But, yeah, I noticed that right away in the trailer, though, about, oh, okay, this very much has some Ariel vibes to it with the red hair and everything. What is interesting about that, though, is that it is the classical red hair edition of Ariel and not the new age version of Ariel. And so I don't think they're doing that specifically because, one, I don't believe that's from Disney. I think that's from a different animation company. I'm actually pretty confident it's from a different animation company. And then two, I honestly think they did that because of the mermaid factor. And having a red-haired, light-skinned mermaid is going to remind everyone of Ariel. So it's kind of, I think, a way for them to try to bring people in. I see someone also creating lyrics for Teenage Kraken to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle song. And I appreciate it more than you know. Because, Amelia, as soon as I saw Teenage and I saw the music notes... All I could think of was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I used to watch that when I was a kid. It was a fun series. Uh, Michael A., what's going on? Welcome back. Appreciate you being here. By the way, you're welcome, everyone, for for singing that song. Master of Gaming in the channel. What is going on tonight is your night as well. Let's see, Miss Middow's fan. My summer starts today. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, I'm I'm happy to have had a couple weeks of summer so far. Uh, Today, I've been watching a ton of Babylon 5 and also making a bunch of rosaries. So, yeah, if you're going to be, because tomorrow is the day I'm traveling to Dallas. The uh, Thursday is the night of our meetup. So, hopefully, you were able to sign up. Uh, It was a free meetup, but there was space limitations. So, hopefully, you're able to sign up and get a ticket. Uh, again, because the tickets were free, but there were space limitations. I don't know if there's going to be any other things planned. I don't, I don't know of any of that at this point in time. Um, I know that on Saturday there is a panel. If you're going to MegaCon, uh, the there will be a few people on a panel on uh, at MegaCon around 1 p.m. And so I, I will not be there because I am going to be heading back because my wife will be heading back from from Florida, and I have obviously want to make sure to come back and see them since. It will have been almost a week since I've seen them. And I miss them. And it's also a very, very long drive. (laughs) I lose an hour. It's not good. (laughs) Bruce, what is going on? Hey, hello. What's going on, Bruce? Welcome back. Appreciate you being here. Snortapoopas, I have time issues when I drive. As soon as I hit 88 miles per hour, I lose a century. I get that. I get that. Yeah, I've got one of those fun license plate rims. I forgot who sent it to me. You might even be in the chat right now, if you're in the chat right now, or if you're rewatching this, please let me know. But someone sent me—I don't know why—I want to think it was the K-man, the K-man, but I don't, I don't, I don't remember for sure. But someone sent me—it was one of those uh, things you put on your license plate, right? One of those uh, borders that you put around it, and it's a Back to the Future one, and it has—you know—when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, I love it. I actually, got a compliment on it the other day. Um, Someone was like, oh, by the way, I really like your Back to the Future license plate thing. I'm like, thank you. Master Gaming. I'm going to see Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse today. Good, good. I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, Again, I think there's a lot of things in there to enjoy. I definitely don't think it's perfect. I definitely think it's on the long side. And there's a lot of other things. And I mentioned this in my review that, that I can be critical of, but it makes complete sense to me as to why the film is doing very, very well. You know, why it is doing incredibly well at the box office. In fact, it's Sunday it's a Monday drop, right? Because the Monday numbers are now out. Spider-Man Spider-Verse made $13 million on its first Monday. Usually you see a much steeper drop than this says from Sunday to Monday, a 58% drop. That's really good. Normally you see a much steeper one than that. So that's very strong for them. So I think domestically, they I would not be surprised because right now we'll go ahead and, and uh we'll go ahead and pull this up. Since we're talking about it, to give a uh, reference here. But as you can see, right now, Spider Verse made 13 million on its first Monday. On the second Monday, Little Mermaid dropped 66%, dropping 80% from last Monday. Whole oh boy. But still, again, 4 million. But notice these totals, all right? After four days, Spider Verse is at 133, Mermaid at 191. I would not be surprised. If by the end of this coming weekend, Spider-Verse is either caught up to or even past Little Mermaid or has gotten very close to doing it. It's going to happen by the end of the run. I mean, Spider-Verse, I think, is doing much better uh, on paper right now. So I would not be surprised to see that. But whether it's going to happen this week or not, I'm not sure. But, I mean, $60 million difference... Look at the difference here between their Mondays. I think Spider-Verse is going to have a very strong second-week performance because you have a very weak film in the Transformers Rise of the Beast coming out. Not a lot of hype around that movie. And so that means that Spider-Verse is going to have a good chance of maybe even being able to come in in first place once again. And I think Beast is absolutely going to knock Little Mermaid out. So I think Mermaid is going to come in probably in third place. But yeah, I mean, these numbers are, are not good. In fact, I was putting this up against Aladdin. As you all know, that's, I think, the the fairest film to compare it to because it's a live, it's the last of the live-action films to get a full theatrical release in this way. And remember, everyone and their mother was talking about how Aladdin, uh, her little mermaid, beat Aladdin's opening weekend. But again, they were not adjusting for inflation. But the great thing about it all is if you actually look at the daily numbers here, other than the first Friday, which includes those Thursday premiere numbers, other than that one day, Aladdin has beaten it every single day. So at the same point in release, Aladdin was at 217, Little Mermaid's at 191. So percentage-wise, with how well and how much better Aladdin did versus what Little Mermaid's doing, yeah, Uh, domestically, I think a top number for it domestically could be around 300 million. And I think that's still being pretty generous, but we have to wait and see. I mean, maybe $250, $250, $300 million domestically. And Lord knows it ain't getting anywhere close to that 788 internationally. So, yeah. I'm happy to see, by the way, I just saw Tim Pool, and you love him or hate him, he, in one of his most recent videos, actually talks about how the Little Mermaid is a flop. So, now it's becoming a commonplace item. I, I love this. I love this, right? It took some people to catch up. Right. We, we, we've been talking about this for, for a while since its opening weekend because we were able to, to look at the numbers and we were able to do some comparisons and say, OK, historically, things are not looking really good for this movie. So it's nice to see people catching up to it. But yeah, Miss <laughs> <laughs> Minas Hockey fan says off work until September. Nice. Very, very nice. I'm off until first week of August. First week of August. Miss Minazaga fan who is a member says kind of want the Golden Knights to win I have a soft spot for that team yeah I can understand you know as I said I, the fact that they're an expansion team and usually it takes a very long time for expansion teams to do uh to do very good um or to you know be able to build themselves up the fact that they're in the Stanley Cup playoffs is just I think really impressive so yeah I'm not an expert on the history there but uh, your average patron nerd says, boo to the Panthers. Casual lightnings fan here. Ah, I see what you did there. Soul Assassin, what's going on? Osmodeus is also in the chat. Hail to you. Gary Badger Sandwich Worthenhead says, just finished Manifest. RMB loved this series. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Haven't seen that yet. Glad to hear it's good. Icthulu is excited about Babylon 5 Season 2. Snorupupus in Soviet Russia. Dire changes you. Yes, indeed. The tire changes you. Rob D says, Hello, Odin. Have you ever considered making best holiday movie videos? Fourth of July is coming. I think we'd all love to see your recommendations for movies to watch on Fourth of July. Um, I've, I've never actually thought about doing that, to be perfectly honest. And the reason why is because I don't really have movies that I watch on every holiday. So I have movies that I'll watch for Christmas... Uh, the main one being It's Wonderful Life. I love that movie so much. And it's it's my go-to Christmas movie. The other one that's not as important but is also one that I do still enjoy, especially around Christmas time, is the film Serendipity. It's one of those guilty pleasure things for me. Um, and then Halloween, I will watch either The Addams Family or The Addams Family Values, the ones with Raul Julia, because they're phenomenal, they're fantastic, and my family has always watched those during Halloween – and so I've kind of picked those things up, um, but those are really the only two holidays where there's something specific that I will actually watch. All the other holidays, I usually am not gung ho about watching something. Carl, what is going on, Michael A. tied to say, and everyone else who's plunking down three thousand five hundred dollars for a pair of Apple goggles. So yeah, I have a mixed relationship honestly, with that announcement that they put out there about those goggles. If you missed it, right now, there's a there's a huge tech conference, and Apple just made a announcement about all their new products. And to no surprise, it's it's all pretty much the same stuff. There's another new edition refresh of their MacBook, MacBook Pros, and everything is vastly overpriced. But then they did release something new, and that is they have their own essentially VR headset. But it's very, very unique. So unique, in fact, that they're charging $3,500 for it. So I'm definitely not putting down the money for it. But I I am, again, as I said, I'm mixed on it because I do think the technology, if done correctly, and especially if they're able to lay it out and build from it, I think that it could be something really cool. Not in the way that they were presenting it. The videos are actually pretty cringe on their announcement because they're showing somebody on the couch talking to somebody else while still wearing the goggles. And they've spent the time to design them so that if someone walks into frame, so that you can see them and not, you know, politely take off the goggles. Again, the fact that they're not even promoting that is is kind of hilarious and also scary. Is that you have this woman then sitting down with these just, again, this headset on, and oh my goodness, look, the glass, it actually shows her eyes. Oh my goodness, you can actually see her face. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, again, tech-wise, that's cool. But also, implication-wise, that's terrifying. And I'm glad that the clips and the pictures and the memes from Wally were making the waves with that because that's exactly what was being promoted. But the one thing I do like about it, and I hope that with their advancements in this technology, other companies are able to do it, and able to do it for a lot less money. But the what the way that they were able to show a movie, that to me was cool, right? To have the perception that you're watching a a big screen, right? But you're actually only having these goggles on, that I I honestly think could be cool, right? Of, of having that type of perception. Not cool enough for me to lay down $3,500, but it's, again, one of these things where in the long run, maybe uh, we could see something come come from it. But in general, oh boy. They just continue to overcharge and overprice every single thing they've ever and will ever release, it seems, at the very least. All right. Over on Rumble, Lord Shaxx, welcome back to the channel. Uh, KingKanRumble, she tagged to say, did you hear the rumor that Disney may be going underwater financially because uh, soon... Because of bad movies, the Hulu purchase, et cetera. Um, I I don't think I've heard anything specific about them going under. However, I do think that it is something that would make complete sense to me. The fact that it hasn't happened yet makes me have to scratch my head. It honestly makes me a a little confused. Oh, by the way... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So... um, I'll get back to that in the second King Kane Rumsky, but I just just noticed that. So, Victor Fontaine, I'm going to go ahead and refresh that. Victor Fontaine, thank you so much, man, for a $100 donation via Streamlabs. Oh, my goodness, dude. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He says, a little more cheddar for your trip to Dallas. Thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Victor Fontaine, come fly with me. Appreciate it, man. You're awesome. I love you, dude. Low Watermark, Victor Fontaine, y'all are rock stars. Thank you. And uh, yeah, don't worry. I, I, will, I will not spend too much while, while I'm in Dallas. I'm not planning on, on going on any spending binges. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But anyway, so going back to Kincaid and Rumsky, um it just has surprised me that they haven't gone under to a certain degree yet, to be honest. Because I, I've been following their box office for years. And the trend most recently is every single one of their major IPs is either on the brink of death or has died and is just bleeding, right? Their Disney live action, you know, animated stuff, all dying. Their their kids' content especially, or rather essentially, everything kids-related for them is bleeding money. And we we've known about them trying to buy out the rest of Hulu from, from Comcast, and how expensive that's been. We know how much money they've spent on things like, you know, the Fox purchase and everything else, and how they really haven't made much as far as return on investment. So, yeah, it, it just, it would not surprise me whatsoever if it officially happened. What I think, ultimately, though, I personally, because of the people who are involved at the top of that company, I think the only thing that would ever change anything in any real way would be if the stockholders, if the... Your shareholders, if the board, because of the shareholders, took some type of just completely uh, extreme action and fired a bunch of top, top execs. Which, I, again, I just don't see it happening, but that would be the only way that anything would happen. Let's see, Abomination over on Odyssey tried to say, It's not a window to the person's face. It's an outward-facing monitor used to show an avatar controlled by AI to estimate where the user is looking, And I don't think it has any chance to look realistic, especially if you look at it from the side, because it's just looking at a 2D image of a face. Do you mean that the image that's being seen from the outside is not the real face? Because again, I didn't watch the entire long stream about it. I, I saw one of those recap videos, but interesting. Very, very interesting. And still definitely not worth anything. Okay, yeah, Abomination says yep. Okay, gotcha. That's interesting. I didn't know that that was what they were going for, but oh boy, that makes it even worse. Yes, the, the tweaky kid. Yes, Master Gale Boldy. Master Garibaldi. I love it when Londo says, <laughs> Miss Minazaka fan, I watched a Brandy Cinderella movie on Sunday and really liked it. Yeah, I mean, that is, I think one of the better remakes in in that regard because it didn't really feel all that forced. I mean, you look at that cast and you think, if that was made today's world, it absolutely would be. But yeah, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's also a very different edition, right? Because that is the Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. So that made it already feel a little bit different in that regard. But yeah, not a movie that I rewatch, however. Steven had to say your thoughts on the whole Captain America four title change. Why do you think that is? I honestly would have no idea what their real reason for changing it would be. But I will say if you're going to originally name your movie New World Order. And that's already hitting things on the nose. And when they announced it initially, there was some, you know, feedback from a lot of people on it. And not a very good feedback. And then you take into account all of the massive losses they've seen in all of their major properties, I would have to guess they would say, okay, this title is clearly not testing well. We need to change this right now. We need to fix this. So that that would be my guess would be, uh, it was a financial choice. And it was a financial decision and not simply a, oh, we came up with a better title. I definitely think that there was some financial motivations as to why they made that decision. JKDMUX76, what's going on? You're here on time. I appreciate it. Funny how only the bad movies get review bombed. Weird, huh? I know. Isn't it interesting? Where is, you know, if everything was based, right, if if the entire concept of why, the entire justification for why Little Mermaid was doing poorly and why it was getting review bombed, if that was all because there's just a so bunch of racist online, did they just decide to take this past weekend off? Did they just decide to, you know, maybe, maybe a part of their guild or a part of their union, maybe they that was their time off, this was their off weekend from review bombing, maybe? Yeah, I mean, it it really just makes them, anyone who's used that as an excuse in the past, look completely idiotic, because it shows just how untrue and how factually inaccurate it is. It's hilarious. Again, Low Watermark, thank you very much for that $100, that Hundi donation earlier. I appreciate that. Steven, uh, why are you saying this is my night? Honestly, hope it is, man. Sadly, I got heartbroken. Oh, no. Caught her cheating. Any tips on moving on advice? Any experience like this? Sorry if personal. Yeah, a little bit on the personal side there. Um, but very sorry to hear that. When I say it's your night, what I meant by that is because it is open forum, it means that now is the day to to ask the you know the random questions. So it is your night in that regard. Uh but yeah, I, I always appreciate uh, appreciate your 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 vigor. I'm so sad though to hear that because that sucks. It, it really does suck, man. Um the only advice that I could really give, um, because I, I can give advice just over getting over somebody, because I have gone through that before. And all I can say is in the very beginning, especially, it's going to be really tough and your mind is just going to be hyper-focused on it. And one of the things I know that helped me a lot was just trying to keep myself occupied. So if you don't have a hobby, if you don't have a hobby, if you don't have something that that you can maybe get your mind off of these things, then I I would say that would be something maybe to look into. And, and I was in college when I was going through something similar and I... Remember, YouTube helped me a lot, right? The YouTube rabbit hole of just music from when I was younger or just, you know, random videos about topics that interested me, right? That was a big thing uh, for me. Um, in, in today's world, right, if I had to get over something, you know, whatever it might be, I know that playing right now, as of today, playing a, a video game such as Tears of the Kingdom, right? Having that escapism, right? Escapism is a good thing. The important thing, though, is not to try to escape forever, because you're never going to be able to escape the feelings that you're having. So it's good to have as a respite. It's good to have as that thing to say, okay, there's that something where things get too hard. I know I can go to this thing. I know I can go and experience this. That will help me, um, you know, be able to push my mind into something, you know, better doing something productive is especially very good because then you're not just escaping right? It's not like you're just playing a video game or anything like that. But if you're doing something where maybe you're, you learn to build something, right? Or you learn to create something, well, then you're doing something that you can just keep on doing. You can continue doing, right? And, and the, the amount of time you spend on it won't be nearly as potentially problematic as something else, like just mindlessly watching videos, for instance, would be. Um, But yeah, that, that would be my advice. I I don't know if it's any good or not, but uh, that I know was something that helped me was getting my mind off of it. But also, just always having to re- remind myself that it's never going to go away, right? That, that feeling is always going to be there, right? Over time, you know, they say time heals all wounds. You know, time helps us deal with those wounds. The wounds, if there are wounds, right, they will always remain. It's like, hey, it, it, the reason why we call it a wound is because just like when you have a, a scar, right, that scar remains, but it fades over time, right? So it's still there, but, it, you know, it, it, it will fade. The pain especially can fade over time too. And And I think that, again... Keeping yourself productive and busy, I think, can help. Uh, Laura says, In Bruges, hearts love in Bruges. Such a great movie. You're an inanimate object. (laughs) Great line in that film. Such a great movie. (laughs) Let's see. Over on Rumble, King Kane Rumsky says, For Babylon 5, keep an eye on Jakar 2. If I find the best Battle uh, Babylon five shows usually have Jakar and Lando in them. Oh, I agree. Whenever all of the um whenever all of the representatives are there, those are those tend to be my favorite episodes. So I think you're absolutely right on that front. So yeah, Jakar is great. The actor that plays Jakar is also one of my favorites because he is clearly he comes across as an actor, because I don't know much about the actual actor himself, but the way it's being portrayed the way it's being acted it makes me think that he's a professionally trained actor it comes across as okay you've had formal training you come across as someone that probably has done stage work <laughs> you know and and more serious acting but you're taking that and and you're running with it and you're doing a great job yeah I think the actor playing Jakar is fantastic so yeah I definitely noticed him I was just saying uh, the character of Londo and the Mr. Garibaldi because I, I just always get a chuckle whenever that happens Whenever it's said, Storypupscuber so, it says, "Speaking of abominations, did you survive the pineapple pizza incident?" <laughs> I mean, it's it's something where I don't think it's ever going to fully go away. Uh, I definitely think things are a lot better today than what they were in the aftermath of that. Uh, but Lord knows that I'm I'm going to get some comments about that at the meetup on Thursday. I'm sure. <laughs> Great wood what's going on. Victor Fontaine, wow, 17 episodes of Babylon 5. You are digging in. Yeah, the CGI and the lower production values took me out of it. Only made it through the soul hunter born the Purple, uh, born to the purple and infection. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, luckily the vast majority of the show is not focused on those visual effects. So I'm able to look past them pretty easily, especially since the characters are pretty interesting. And the acting especially is very well done. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know how many episodes are left in this season, but I'm enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it. Your average picture dirt says thanks, but you didn't convince them to watch Blazing Saddles like I asked. You're right. I I forgot what we ended up talking about instead. But yeah, Force of Flight girls, y'all need to watch Blazing Saddles. It's hilarious. Mister Roy, gas cheaper. I know, right? Seems seems like a. Uh, <laughs> Seems like an impossibility at this point. But the, the to be honest, the gas is just... The the gas is all over the place. It is... I don't want... It's not the word I'm looking for. I was thinking... The word psychotic came to mind. And I would say, yes, yeah, psychotic probably is legitimate to that. But it's just all over the map. And there's another word that I, I just... I'm For some reason, blanking out on at the moment. But it's just... It's up and down. I remember... It it felt like it was below three dollars just a couple weeks ago, and now, and then it was at three dollars or a little above three dollars. Now it's the average. I think is like three dollars and thirteen cents. Um, on the trip to and from New Orleans, there were a couple places that were like two eighty nine, but then there were other places that were like three thirty. So it's just it's crazy. Uh, Laura says, if you could guest with any YouTuber or podcaster, who would you choose? Hmm currently active or inactive i don't know i was just thinking of of, of a way to limit that a bit uh because a lot of the people that i would want to i already either do something with or have done a show with uh previously uh, off the top of my head jeremy johns comes to mind he just seems like a very cool and chill guy and it would be fun to talk movies with him uh, Gary It says, Rebel Moon, a Zack Steiner film, photos in Vanity Fair looks cool. Yeah, until he made the comment that there's a non binary character and that it's going to be the heart of the movie. I-, I mean, he doesn't have to talk about that, but it got brought up. Great Wuda. On this day, 40 years ago, Octopussy came out in movie theaters. There you go. I remember, too, the fun thing about that film. Uh, James Bond uh, for, for Octopussy is the name makes you think, oh boy, we're, we're getting into some James Bond stuff. But actually, I thoroughly enjoyed the story to that movie because it actually, because what? It wasn't that during the, oh my goodness, the Roger Moore era. And Roger Moore had always been, you know, this very quirky rendition of of Bond. And I just remember that was one that, I was, I was thinking to myself, and I remember talking to my wife throughout it too, saying, we were not expecting to enjoy a movie that's titled Octopussy as much as we did. And one of the major factors that for us kind of stood out was, Bond seemed to have like grown up, right? Because the character, isn't that the one where there is like the younger girl who's like the ice skater, and she's trying to sleep with Bond, and Bond actually is like, no, this is not appropriate. If that's the one, then... That's also I think another reason why we liked it because it was like oh look Bond has self-control he's he's learned something he's grown up a little bit All right let's see Steven daddy say did you play original Rogue Squadron Rogue Squadron N64 game if so what was your favorite level mine was the best spin level I don't think I ever actually played Rogue Squadron the only Star Wars game uh retro Star Wars game that I ever remember playing was the pod racer game <laughs> cuz that that was the era that I grew up in right uh, my key uh childhood years were the 90s so I don't remember playing the rogue squadron game but father Miller, what's going on ahoy enjoy dallas i hope to go next year oh father didn't you cuz weren't you able to go last year what was the meetup where we were able to to grab some some brunch i thought that was dallas but i could be wrong on that I could be wrong. Rob D. Tied to say, I would more so give credit to Del Rey for keeping the Expanded Universe books in print and now putting out unabridged audiobooks. Disney just allows it because their ego thinks no one cares. Oh, I thought I could have sworn I thought Disney was the primary uh, group behind these audiobooks getting remade. But hey, I'm, I'm all for it being Del Rey that's doing it because that makes me... I could support a company like Del Rey over a company like Disney. (laughs) Uh, King Canerumshki over on Rumble says Victor Fontaine can't like Babylon 5 because he's a part of the competition. DS9, oh man. King Canerumshki makes a good point. Makes a good point. (laughs) Oh goodness. By the way, Abomination, thank you for hanging out on Aussie. I appreciate it, man. All right, let's see. JKDBX76, um, they're mer-persons, bigots. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. You're right. I, I misgendered the mer- mer-persons. I almost did it again. However, I will say, who is going to tell Derek Zoolander about that? Merman. Merman. <laughs> I think I have the black lung pop. What a great comedy. Kelly Chow, tied to say, both you and Tom have something in common in that both of you like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I thought you were going a very different direction. And I was like, oh, because we're both bald? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> he is, I will say this much though. I, I do like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the live action movies especially. Those films I watched like hell, like those movies were so so much fun, the series I watched it a lot, but I'm not an expert on the lore there by any means, I will definitely give that to to Tom Uh, Hardwick tag to say, I hope that John Wick 5 fixes the fourth movie's biggest problem by delivering what that one set up, but completely welched on John Wick for killing the entire high-type table. I don't think it really welched on that, though, because that's... Again, that was implied to a certain extent, but I honestly think watching that movie, it was not something that I felt had to be the end of the actual story. You know, and I think it's more of the... They're having a long-term booking, right? A long-term story, using some wrestling terms here, right? Long-term booking, long-term storytelling with that element, but... It's something where this is just yet he's getting ever so closer every single time. So yeah, I don't I don't think it welched on it by any means. Uh, in fact, if anything, the story went on a bit too long, right? Because that's like I think the best critique of the movie is actually in the runtime and length, and certain things could have been shorter. But even then, uh, the action scenes I I personally loved them. I, I thought that they were all great, and I, I didn't feel like the action sequences individually were really long at all. And so I would definitely disagree with that sentiment. Uh Shafting Nero, 2 in 1 day. Yeah, chef, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh Kinkin Rumsky over on Rumble says, Myrrh cleaning persons. I see what you did there." Steven, tied to say Pixar now experienced the whole woke go go woke bro broke. I'm sure due to Lightyear box office flop, it led the director to be laid off and 7,000 employees. Well, yeah, I mean, the fact that those people actually even got laid off, I thought was actually quite surprising um, because Disney very rarely seems to act in in such a way. But yes, I, I do think that that could be a sign of, okay, their live action remakes and all of their remakes and all of their kids' content and really you can go back to Lightyear as being the start of it. You know, again, we could go back to previous movies about, you know, when did Disney start to become more financially in trouble, right? When did their numbers start to to come in in problematic and at problematic levels? But I think that that was really the first sign. I go back to this consistently, right? That I think ultimately what has led Disney most especially to falling into this trap is the fact that they decided to get involved in an active, vocal, and public way with Florida politics. And with all of that and a lot of information coming out about the content they're trying to push on kids. I think they lost the family, and I think they've lost the family uh, potentially for good. They need to have an entirely new, you know, brand. They they need to have a brand revival. They, they need to be able to completely reestablish their brand if they have any hope uh, of getting that back. Because on their own, I just honestly uh, do do not see it. Uh, J.K.Buck76, Disney is terrible. Just awful. Agreed. The key to John Wick 4, he goes on to say, was when the dude in the desert at the beginning told Wick that the only way out and have any peace would be death. His death was faked. Reeves is dynamite. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I can't protect anyone from spoilers at this point because the film's been out for as as long as it has been. Um, and again, I'm sure that that's something that I imagine has had to have been mentioned at some point in time. right? Um... But, yeah, it it is interesting. It is interesting uh, to hear people's perspectives on the film and to hear what they thought either should have happened or what they think will will happen. Because the big thing to me is I do not think just because there is going to be a John Wick Chapter 5 or that it's being worked on necessarily necessitates him to be alive. And I'm not saying that he's not going to be alive. I, I think that it makes the most sense to bring him back However, I do think having a movie where it's flashbacks of him and having it let the plot play out a little bit, I don't know. I wouldn't call it John Wick Chapter 5 if they do that, for the record. But we'll have to wait and see. I'm, I'm actually more excited at this point for what they are able to do with the uh, the ballerina film with uh, De Moss. I think that's going to be awesome. Uh, Prototomics, David, the $5 super chat... I appreciate your patience, man. He says, would you ever play in, would you ever play in a Star Wars D&D game? Um, well, Pro Topics, thank you very much for that super chat and that question. I've never played d and I've never played it in my life. It, it looks like it's fun, but it also, for me, looks complicated. Like every time I just think about it, or anytime I look at it, I just get very confused. And I'm sure I'm sure that once you learn the rules and everything, it's very straightforward and um, it's easy to follow. But again, I'm not opposed to it. I've just never played it before, so there would be a huge learning curve there, I think. Um, and also, I know that usually those take quite a bit of time, and that's usually the thing that I don't have nearly as <laughs> nearly as much as I as I should. Uh, also, Orange I Reviews, thank you very much for cashing in your free members comment. Thank you very much for that, for being a member for 35 months. Legend. He says, so when I did a year later review for Top Gun Maverick, I found that the movie is still as rewatchable as when I saw it in theaters, Thoughts. I haven't seen it in quite a while, but I did watch it uh, at home a few months after its initial release when when, when it finally got released on physical media. So however long it took for it's initial release in theaters until it was released on physical media. I forget exactly how many days it was. I know that he, Tom Cruise had a huge push to keep it in theaters for as long as possible. And so a few months at least sounds about right. Three to six months, maybe. And so I watched it with my wife at home and that's when I knew the film was as good as I thought it was because when it was able to, you know, have a similar impact on me that it had when I first saw it in theaters On a significantly smaller screen. That's when I knew. Okay. This film has something. This film definitely has something. And it's good. It's really, really good. All right. Father Christopher Miller. uh, Heading back into the comments here. Whoever plunks $3,500 for an Apple goggles. Will also drop $5,000 to see Taylor Swift. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me if those were mutually exclusive. If the same people that would spend countless dollars on Taylor Swift would also spend countless dollars on overpriced Apple products. King and Rumschke says you totally look like a D and in the basement. <laughs> uh, I'll take that as a compliment. Then King, Kane Rumschke. appreciate that. I like that. So you're, are you saying that I look like a basement dweller? Are you a John Campia fan? Are you a John Campia supporter? You know what we do to John Campy supporters around here. We say, hey man, how's it going? Why, why are you still watching that jerk? <laughs> oh, Kane Kane Rumski. How dare you? How dare you? I will have you know that I spend most of my hours out of my basement. And this is not a basement. It's actually a... Uh, well, you know, yeah, guys, it's kind of a basement. It's like a second floor. I don't know what to call it. We're on a hill. So our street level part of the house, right? But then there's a hill, and so technically this is below the, the street-level version, but there's also a backyard at, at at level here. So if you call that a basement, so be it. <laughs> and yes, I'm being over-analytical about this, and you can't stop me. Forever Sci-Fi, Tron Legacy pretty much nailed Apple Microsoft. This year, we put a 12 on it. Yes, that's a good point. Good point. Great reference there. Uh, Keck44, what's going on? Nay, nay, die hard for Christmas, bad own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm on that side that it is a Christmas movie, but I don't watch it every Christmas. <laughs> Hardwick, not only has Nicolas Cage now played Dracula, he's also the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola, who directed Bram Stoker's Dracula sci-fi. I heard Ryan got a conspiracy theory warning on his video talking about the change from New World Order. It doesn't surprise me because anytime you mention anything about New World Order, the algorithm automatically is going to flag that content, which is insane because it's not a conspiracy. It's a very open secret. If it's a secret, it's a very open secret. You can hear these people in Davos and other parts of the world talking. And using the language, talking about New World Order. See, now I've mentioned it, and so now I'm going to be labeled a conspiracy theorist, even though I've just stated nothing more than a fact. The only New World Order I want to see is the black and white NWO from the WCW days. That's all I care about. That and the Wolf Pack. The NWO Wolf Pack. That's the only kind of world, New World Order I want to see, though. Icthulu. That is, if they call... CA-4, New World Order, Captain America 4, New World Order, they better have the metal band Testament play the song in the intro. Quartrina VR, clearly there is a finite amount of racism in the world. This is, only, this is the only logical explanation. Yes, they must have gotten all of their racist thoughts out on The Little Mermaid so that there wasn't enough left. Because that's how racism works, right? There's only so much racist thoughts and energy that someone can have in their life and that they release it on a movie, they don't have enough for anything else. I'm very sorry, River and Willow. I just terrified my dogs because there's a stack of movies and TV series and stuff for my giveaways and uh, I knocked them down. I apologize. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. As, as now, you know, River's like, okay, well now you just woke me up and now I just gotta reposition my... Okay, I'm back in a little ball. And Willow's just staring at me like, what the heck, Dad? Why are you doing that? All right, Osman Diaz, you're welcome for the voices. Uh, our racist accumulator is just empty. We shot a load at the little mermaid. It needs a month to recharge. Ah, yes, of course. Of course. Abomination. Well, that uh, over on Odyssey. Well, the good news is that there is no conspiracy theory warning on Odyssey. There you go. That's one of the many reasons why I streamed Odyssey and Rumble. King and Rumsky over on Rumble says, why would your videos get flagged for talking about Scott Hall, <laughs> Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan? That's a great question. They're, they're, they were the New World Order Bef- before there was a New World Order. See, there's the one that's fun and based in wrestling, and then there's the other one that's just terrifying and creepy. Hardwick, the best movie version of Roger's Hammerstein Cinderella is the 65 adaptation starring Leslie Ann Warren. Okay. Mm, 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 mm. Oop, someone got timed out. Someone wasn't following the rules. Someone was doing something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. Oh goodness. I feel like Ruby's been in here before. Hasn't Ruby been in here before? I think she's even been timed out before. Oh my goodness. I I just I I love how <laughs> My favorite part about Ruby's comment is the fact that she makes a comment saying that I need to watch a a Matt Jarbo live stream. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no one does that anymore. He tries. He tries to get people's attention. Just doesn't work. Good, good call there. Um, <laughs> good good call there, Laura. Good job. Erratic is a word. Volatile is a word. Schizophrenic. Yes, Cthulhu. That was the word I was looking for back at 745, like 15, 20 minutes ago. Yes, uh, schizophrenic. The box office has been schizophrenic. Uh, Hardwick. While Renfield doesn't sound very good, and I don't know if Last Voyage of the Demeter will be, I'm glad to see they both portray Dracula as creepy. So when it's open forum, that's more of like if you have a question attached to it. Hardwick, I'm 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 fine with you stating things, but when when you tag me in just a, a series of 20 statements, come on, man, Miss Minazaka fan, I have all four seasons of Animaniacs. I just started watching. Nice. Nice. OG Animaniacs is phenomenal. Steven says, thank you for heartbreak moving on advice. My cousin recommended me to watch America Pie series, and that will change my perspective in single world life? True, I haven't seen it. I would not say... I would not say you should watch American Pie to get a better perspective on life. I don't think that, <laughs> that movie is gonna... That, that It's not gonna help you in that way, I would say. Um... I don't quite understand the logic that they're trying to use, that your cousin's trying to use there. Um, everything I mentioned previously, though, is is what I would recommend for sure. And you may have even gotten some good uh, advice in the chat. So. Uh, another statement. The change in MCU opening logos from the flipping comics page logo to the one showing a montage from the movies is symbolic of when the change away from caring about source material happened. Well... Not necessarily because the went away from source material was happening bef- even before then, I think. I don't know. J.K.D. Buck, today is the anniversary of D-Day. Much respect. Absolutely. Great Wuda says, the one with the young skater is called For Your Eyes Only. Ah, okay. Thank you for that correction. Appreciate it. Father Miller, Bond movie, For Your Eyes Only, is the only one with the figure skater. Thank y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Father says it was Dallas last year. I'm heading to North Dakota for a teaching class next week. A teaching class? A teaching class? What do you need to be taught about? <laughs> Father, you have a you you have your master's degree, right? Come on, Father. Come on, Father. Orange chat. Odin I had the master cheat for episode 1 Pod Racer game. Invincibility and infinite boost as well as extra mods for the pods. Nice. Okay. It's been so long since I've played that one, too. So, the invincibility and infinite boost is coming back. Especially the boost. The boost was huge. Huge. Uh, Super Anime Gamer. Hey, what is up, my dude? Glad I could make it for my part of the show. Hey, appreciate you being here. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to go. Uh, there's a lot of people here, so... Uh, you know, 55 people still watching. Thank y'all for being here. But, I did want to try to end this thing a little bit early. So, if y'all could slow down. Especially if you've asked... A lot of questions or tag me several times if you could slow down and some of you know who you are so that i can get to people who have not tagged um in a timely manner that that would be great let's see hardwick regarding a betrayal of James bond having grown up somewhat i thought living daylights did that so yeah i mean it sounds like the one i was looking for uh was for your eyes only so there it is there it is uh, Steven, time to say when the day I meet you in person, let's get some orange mocha frappuccino. Yes, great film, Abomination over on Aussie. Well, the good news is there's no warning. Got that already. As an engineer, he goes on to say, I find it harder and harder to watch Star Wars, Star Trek, or basically any sci-fi movie or shows because they keep ignoring their own rules on technology and physics. All the way down to Phillips head screws in their super cool lightsabers. Anyway, thoughts on Oreo ice cream. Well, I also appreciate the fact that you have that entire statement. Um, (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. The person, did they seriously create a new account? All right. If y'all could just uh, ban Emmy Olive. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Spamming and being a jerk is not going to help you. You could have come in and made a polite statement and tagged me, and guess what? I would have read it, and I would have given you my thoughts, but when you come in, you spam, you be a jerk, and then you go and try and make another account after you were timed out initially, not hidden, but timed out? Yeah, I'm sorry. I got got news for you. We don't welcome that here. (laughs) So stupid uh sounds like the kind of person though that that would watch uh someone that picks up and collects boulders so but anyway getting to the initial question abomination i love oreo ice cream cookies and cream ice cream is phenomenal it's so good it's delicious it's delightful it's it's delectable and i love it all right back to hardwick I hope the Wick movies were building up to John Wick killing off the high table, thus cutting the head off the snake and causing the entire criminal underworld to fail law in order to rise. And I think that we are still having those potential potentialities. At, you know, those are things that can still potentially happen. But again, for the story that it was telling in the contained movie, it worked. Steven, you think the rock came back to fast 10 uh, due to black Adam being a box office failure or that he really forgave Vin Diesel due to family. I mean, two things can be true at once. You know, for all we know, they could have had beef and now they're fine. Right? I mean, that's something that could absolutely happen. But also, I, th- I think ultimately, that first thing is also true. Because it's clear that he went off away from this franchise because he likely thought he could make a ton more money, you know, being a, a major character in an entire universe of movies. Well, it didn't turn out that way, right? Clearly, people, uh, you know, pushed away because the film sucked. And now he's running back because he's like, I'd rather have the guaranteed paycheck. So I think both things can be true at the same time. Yes, it does. John Wayne Chapter 4 on 4K Next Week. Cannot wait to watch it again. Your average Patriot nerd, you have a good one. Ms. Martin Muses. What's going on, Ms. Martin Muses? Thank you so very much for being in the chat. And for the super sticker, for the rose, super sticker. I appreciate you. Yeah, don't worry, just another red shirt. We took care of that nonsense. JKD Buck, Odin lives in a hobbit hole. Hobbits. I wish I lived in a hobbit hole. That sounds fantastic. Mike Jackson, you are a wise young man. (laughs) N-W-A-N-W-O. Too sweet. Hardwick, George H.W. Bush even openly made a speech about building a new world order. Thank you. Clumsy Odin, yes. I'm so clumsy, I knock things down. Timed out? Somebody do a no-no? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um... (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Laura. It does seem quite suspicious, doesn't it? It does seem quite suspicious of a name. It almost feels like it can't possibly be real. It can't possibly be real. (laughs) Father, perhaps, shouldn't say, but a good swift kick in the gonads will change one's perspective in life. Oh, dang. Uh, the cream NATO. time to say, what is a statement? I cheated on my grade three grammar test. Please help. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. Father says, I have to take six hours to get my teaching license renewed. Um, Well, Father, I don't know if it's because of the diocese that you're in, but I don't need that. I think that's one of the perks of having a master's degree. So, father, why don't, why don't you get your master's degree? Get on my level, father. Get on my level. <laughs> uh, Assange, what's going on? This day, 1944, my grandfather spent his 30th birthday on the beaches of Normandy in the fourth wave commanding a tank crew. Fury might be a fun flick tonight. Yeah, I've heard great. I mean, I've seen it, but I've heard a lot of people say uh, how much they appreciate that film and how it captured a lot of those essence, uh, a lot of those elements. Uh, and actually, Father says, I'm really psyched for this class as it's on forming assessments, learning maps, learning targets, etc. You see, and all of that sounds so, that's that's my least favorite part of any uh, professional development class. Because it's always based on the new hip way, right? Of, oh, we found this new system that works really well. And it's developed by somebody who hasn't been in a classroom for 20 years. Or, or recently, or at the very least, can't say they were in your classroom at your school. And it's most of the time nonsense. So, that, that just sounds terrible. You should be in Dallas. Uh, Laura. have fun in Dallas. Thank you. Appreciate that. Favorite, part, uh, favorite pod racer character you would pick when playing that game? It's been so long, I honestly can't remember. I think I chose Sebulba. But I, I can't remember. Bruce says, well, hello there. Hello. Keely chat! Thank you for the great stream. Have fun in Dallas. Thank you so much, Kimberly G. Thank you for being here. I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we are starting to wrap things up because I do need to actually start to uh, <laughs> I need to actually start to to pack uh, for the trip tomorrow for my long twelve hour journey. Uh, Kimberly G. Sorry, got on late. First thing I saw was the Ruby Lee paragraph. <laughs> K Go Rumble says, Is Vin Diesel a jerk? Thoughts on his personality. I mean, I don't know him. I've never met him. I haven't heard too much about him, so I can't say. Orange hat. Well, my axe is 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 slacked with is slacked with the blood of the band. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. State requirement. Ugh. You need to move. Ha <laughs> ha. Steven, what's your favorite three Nintendo 64 games? As for me, Star Fox, Banjo-Kazooie, Super Mario 64. Uh, favorite N64 games would have to be Zelda Ocarina of Time, 007 GoldenEye, and Mario Kart 64. But there's a plethora of other games that I also enjoy, but those are the ones I like to go. Icthulu, uh, need to get 90-year-old Mrs. Smith out of retirement to teach how to teach. <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 would, I would probably appreciate if a 90-year-old long-tenured teacher taught a class because the there's a stronger chance that she had a method and she perfected that method and that's what she used versus all of the modern day professional development classes which are all well we've found and studies have shown that you know students really shouldn't be given grades because though you know grades make it seem like they they're they're doing something wrong and isn't it all about mastery of the material it's just oh psycho babble psycho babble Steven, I'm curious. Did you get your master's degree right after you got your bachelor's degree? No, it took me a while. It took me a little while because I, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life for for a little bit. And so, between college and when I started pursuing my master's degree, was a couple of years. It took a couple of years to kind of figure out what my vocation in life was. Uh, eventually, I did feel called to be a teacher, specifically to teach the faith. Um, and so that's what uh, motivated me to to enter into my master's program. And then I was still working uh, full time. I mean, it was full time, part time. It was, you know, I was working at AMC theaters for a while, and I was, you know, working several hours there. And and John just kind of building things up, also, you know, rising through those ranks, uh, eventually be, becoming a supervisor there. And so it it was a way for me to be able to kind of build up uh, that experience of, of being in the workplace of. Um, you know, of course, con- continuing to have those those habits, right, of of, of committing to a job and, and all the things that come, come along with it. And so it took me a few years. I think it maybe took four years total to do my master's program. But I was also doing summer programs. I was doing Saturday programs. So it was like an eight hour session uh, once a week because that was you were able to get that number of classes in. So it took six weeks, essentially, to do an entire uh, course um, that would normally take a year to do for that reason. J.D. Buck, my grandfather was also at D-Day. I had no idea he came over and was watching Save a Private Ryan and he asked me to turn it, uh, said he was there. He never mentioned it again. Dang. Yeah, my my papa was in the Korean War. Um He was, I think it was on the Coast Guard for that. He also at one point was the supervisor for, uh, was it Oswald? Maybe I'm getting my people confused. But anyway, uh, the, the person who allegedly killed Kennedy actually uh, worked under my, my grandfather. Fun, fun story there. So I was asking, you probably got a Podracer for a good price on Xbox, possibly future gaming stream. Oh yeah, I mean, I have it on Switch, I think, actually. Um, I, I wish I really could do a, a gaming stream at this point. If I was going to do anything, I'd be streaming uh, my continuing playing through of Tears of the Kingdom. I just don't know if I have the time or the patience of, of figuring all those things out. Judge of the Recher says, Father Miller, most crazy teaching methods started as a doctrinal dissertation. See holistic, uh, see holistic reading. Yeah, definitely seems that way. Yeah, I'm always forgetting. Lee Harvey Oswald's like, wait a minute. Did I just say the person who killed Lincoln? <laughs> Again, I always like in my head like, second-guess myself and think, wait a minute. <laughs> Am I accidentally thinking about the person who killed Lincoln or... And again, I know that the names are completely different, but for some reason, it's like... I feel like it's that moment, like, in Dumb and Dumber, where it's like, Swinson, Swanson? Oh, maybe it's on the briefcase. Oh, yeah! Samsonite! I was way off! Anyway. Jackie up uh, all Grandpa said of D-Day was he was never more scared in his life, a very quiet man. Well, after seeing... Save it, Private Ryan. I'm not surprised about it at all. Kagan Romsky says, Tell Steven there is a lot of Manosphere Red Pill content out there with guys who went through similar things as him. Lots of info stories. Well, there you go. There you go. Again, I am trying to wrap things up. Uh, Let's see. Father Miller says, uh, Oswald it was. You even told me that. Yes, Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so hard. Yes, exactly. Abomination over an Odyssey is, is totally right. It's so hard to keep these historical assassinations apart. <laughs> uh, so far, does Tears of the Kingdom seem better than Breath of the Wild or even Ocarina of Time? Um, again, they're such different systems. So I love Ocarina of Time. It's just such a classic. and I love replaying it. So I think I just enjoyed that one more for that reason. But as far as the number of hours that you have to play... Tears of the Kingdom is phenomenal. I think both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are great. Um, and I think that there's a strong argument to say Tears of the Kingdom is better. There's just a lot of things in there that it has that the other things don't have. But anyway, John Wilkes Booth was Lincoln. Okay, that's what I thought. But there's there's the three names. You can see why my brain went in that direction, though, right? Because of, of the three names. Lee Harvey Oswald, John Wilkes Booth. Right. Most people, we just know them by their first and last name. And so that's why I think in my head... I was always second guessing myself about the Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> okay. Oh all right. So I'm over the time that I was wanting to do tonight uh, by about 20 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to call it there. So hopefully I was able to get to uh, all the comments and questions, but yes, it is D day. So obviously uh, continue to pray for all of those, uh, all those soldiers who, who dedicated and, and gave up their lives uh, to, to fight for freedom, to, to fight for, to truth, to to fight for the lies of others and to all others who have, who have sacrificed their lives in in one way or the other. So absolutely. And also thank you to everyone for being here. And if you're going to be in the Dallas area, yeah, please let me know. Uh, Let me know in a comment under this video. I'll try and and look at that uh, when I can tomorrow so I can think about, okay, certain names to look out for, right? To connect YouTube name or channel name, uh, versus the person I'm meeting in real life, so yeah, reach out to me. Um, I know I don't know exactly what if you're going to the Dallas meetup. I don't know exactly what the setup inside is going to look like. All I know is that there is something going on with booths. I, I know that even Eric July, uh, Young Ripa had mentioned this too. That you know they're going to have their own uh, Ripperverse booth. I'm going to be uh, next to Cor- Quarter Black Garrett. So I, I didn't really get a whole lot of details about what the whole booth thing was and, and how it was going to look and all that. So I didn't really get a lot of the details there. But um, uh, Quarter Black was awesome and reached out to me and kind of just mentioned it briefly and, and said, hey, you can absolutely you know bunk with me. So if you're going to be at the meetup, I'll be uh, probably next to Quarter Black Garrett. And unfortunately, I was going to have swag to give away, but I've, I've got a bone to pick with, with this company that I, I got my stuff from. Because... I had asked them saying, hey, I, I chose the wrong shipping um, date and I I wanted to get the, the faster one because the one I got was going to be delivered tomorrow. So I asked them, hey, I need it by Tuesday. And they emailed me back and said, okay, we'll upgrade that for you and this is going to be the price. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. And then I get a notification today, oh, by the way, your shipment's getting here tomorrow. So wait, I paid more for shipping to get it here sooner but now it's coming on the day it was originally going to come in. It's so ridiculous. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to have that. I am working on rosaries, though. So, I should still... I should have some rosaries to give away. Uh, if you want one, of course. Um, and if not, come by and and talk to me. And we can have uh, some good discussions. So, you know. Yeah. That's how it goes sometimes, Abomination. You're right. And it is what it is. And, hey. At least then, for whatever the next meetup is... I don't know if I'll have another meetup in me this summer... But if there is another one, hey, I'll have swag for that (laughs) time. Oh, goodness me. But thank you all for being here. Huge shout out to Victor Fontaine and Low Watermark for the hundies. Seriously, so, so very generous there. Uh, It really does mean a lot. And I I will be sure to spend that wisely uh, in Dallas. And I also will will definitely not be parking anywhere in any of the privately owned parking lots in, in Dallas because if you... If you remember from last year, I I, I had parked in one of these parking lots and paid. I I scanned the QR code they had posted in their lot and paid. And then I got a ticket because apparently I didn't pay. What ended up happening was when I scanned the code and paid, I should have been looking at every single detail. Because for some reason, the QR code came up as the lot they also owned in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So they kept trying to go after me and say, you owe us money. And I'm like, no I don't. You still got my money. It was just for the wrong lot. And eventually they, they left me alone. So I'll have to look out and not not park in those places because Lord knows if, if there's anyone in there and they're like, oh this it's that guy. It's that guy who parked in our parking lot and paid us but our QR code was messed up and he paid for the wrong city. Anyway, hope you are all there everybody. Uh, Hey smash that like button, laugh the five on Aussie and smash the rumble button. You're all amazing. And beautiful people, I will be on Friday night tights. Uh, We should be live. Uh, Most of us should be live from the same place. Uh, We'll see what the details on that are going to be. No stream Saturday, no stream on Saturday. I'm driving back and I will be way too tired. Even if I do get back in time for that stream. So anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Hope to see some of you in Dallas. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge special shout-out to all of my June Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members at the Keeper, the Bifrost level, and above. Starting off first with Patreon, Father Luca Illich here Irie Heimason, Garrett Searles, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Orange Hat Reviews, you can check out over at his YouTube channel, Orange Hat Reviews, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Rosetta Allen, who you can check out at her YouTube channel of Eagle Rider, and Miss Martin Muses, who you can check out at her YouTube channel by the same name as well. Also to my subscribe star peeps, Matt317, check out his Twitch channel by the same name, Fast Reaction, The R, Mr. Roy, J-Rod, the Beer Guru, and ZK Man, who could check out over at extaboundaries.co and lastly to my locals members Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, How About a Hockey Player, J.H. Schwalbach and Robert Barnes, the amazing lawyer, and again, thank you all very much for being my supports. if you want your name, shout out at the end of every live stream and every video check out the top link in the video description below you also can get access to things like a giveaway channel, where I give away Blu-rays 4K, Steelbooks, all kinds of stuff every single, um, you know, every you know, most weeks in the month, I try to give away something, or at the very least towards the end of the month, I will make it up with several giveaways. Basically, most people are guaranteed to walk away with something uh, at the end of every single month, so if you want access to that, again, check out the top link in the video description below, as well as access to an exclusive podcast. This past month, I was actually able to record a uh, great podcast with Michelle from Force of Light Entertainment, so if you want access to that and also a plethora of other content, check out the link in the video description below. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you have a wonderful the rest of your day, and as always, God bless.